my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. podcast every week at the same time so welcome back mr kev hi how was your what month do you have a month off or so i don't know has it been a month paid vacation as opposed to unpaid vacation for the unpaid associate (laughs) and manager and producer (laughs) oh boy so at some point earn all of those titles no, he's the producer. I'm oh, unpaid oh. manager now. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you got promoted. When did you get promoted to unpaid manager? When I picked him up on time. Oh, okay. Who do you manage? He's currently he's currently on a write up for an event that occurred right before New York Comic Con. So he may he may have to be stepped down. Demoted. He's on a pip, a personal hopefully, improvement plan. Hopefully, he will be able to rectify that situation. And we won't have to go there with the demotion. Hopefully. Everyone's working towards it. <laughs> well, I want to let there, you know There's a lot that, of scuttlebutt uh, around the office about about the sandwich's uh, potential demotion. Well, yeah. And speaking of which, he's not too happy with him either. So uh, that said, um, hi. As you can tell, I am not in Hawaii. I am in the Great Garden State. I'm at Mumble's house. For those who uh, follow the sandwich and I and, and, and cousin Dave and people that we play video games with, uh, this is Mumble's. He's one of our, uh, our good buddies mm-hmm. or something. And uh, I'm at his house right now recording the show. So yes, I'm yes. a week out of New York Comic Con, two weeks out of New York Comic Con, one week out of New Jersey Toy Con. Yes. Just this past week, uh, this is past Sunday, actually, yesterday, I went to uh, the Woodbridge Toy Show, which was terrible. Was that the one? Like on a hotel? Yeah. Do you know how hard you have to work 
to get me in a toy show where I don't buy anything. One, I've been to that. I've been to the Woodbridge one. Two, do you know how hard you have to work in order for me not to even be talking to anybody about buying anything? That was the Woodbridge toy show. ToyCon, the sandwich and I went to ToyCon. Sandwich and, bought stuff there. He told us all about it last we, week. Yeah, and and I don't know how he or or maybe I listened to part of the show, you know, to hear about my soft focuses and and other bullshit that uh, sandwich is feeding the audience of this program. But I, I, I'd, I'd like I to say like to not speak out. any bullshit. Everything I said I were direct like, quotes. I, I would like to point out, sir, that I did not buy anything. We were there. The sandwich and I were there for about, what, two and a half hours, maybe? Give or take. Two and a half hours. Just to give you an idea, I was at the Woodbridge Toy Show for 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was and that was because I was waiting for someone to show up that didn't show up. So uh, or it would have been about 25 minutes. Just saying. That said. Sandwich and I went, we were there for about two and a half hours, and it is a fair statement to say, I did not buy anything for the first two hours of that trip. Because the first two hours were spent looking at everything painstakingly and (laughs) negotiating prices. (laughs) Well, you can tell half of a truth. I can tell the other half of the truth. You then went back and then bought everything in the last 20 minutes. (laughs) I, I wouldn't say everything. I did buy some things. That's true. A couple of everything things. you wanted. Everything you wanted. I'm saying everything. Everything. Not you everything. Wanted. Never. It's never everything. I hate making choices. That's all. Some of those soft focuses have Listen, to be left behind. Not, I decided. I, I decided to way... buy Mister Fix It Hulk build a figure. I yes. didn't hear any complaints about that one. I I know, and I appreciate that. Let's sh- show it to the crowd at home. It looks nice. Where is he? Oh, there he is. It hangs out with me while I do work. Well, no one can see it because you got to talk, and so that the camera flips over. To I'll you. speak now into my microphone you so you can see. Joe, the, fix it. Joe, fix it. He's see. What's funny is I think we might have said on the show, he's not exactly gray and he's not exactly green. Yeah, I I disagree with. I I think he should have been clearly gray. Number one, yeah. and number two, he should have come with an open hand and a machine gun. This wasn't that part of that gig. Yeah, I mean, he was like a he was a he's a bouncer basically yeah, in I Vegas know, somewhere. Yeah, I like. I, he was basically I a gangster was, Hulk. You know, yeah, like I thought it was a good concept. I like that they revisited the figure as a build a figure. Oh yeah, because the first version was too small. Well, that's another thing. I guess, like in realm of like Legends, Marvel Legends, I think we talked about like his scaling. Like, yeah, he's he's shorter than Green Hulk. Um, but he's not like you know, like six feet normal. Tall. Like he should be a yeah, little he's not normal yeah. sized. Yeah, he yeah. should be a little taller. But I mean, yeah. the figure looks nice, so I'm not complaining for sure. There you go. So there let me go. let me throw this in here. If you would like to participate and see Sandwich holding up his beautiful build a figure of Joe Fix It, you can do that by supporting the show over on Patreon. Now to see the show live, it's a ten dollar a month level, but there's many other levels on the Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you can. Uh, have access to the show's private Discord server where you can chat with members of the show. Uh, for 
$3 a month, you get the Early Bird Special, which is the show, essentially, as soon as I'm done editing it, it goes out. We record on Monday, so that's usually Tuesday. Sometimes it's Wednesday, depending on how busy the week was. For $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get weekend bonus shows. This weekend, it's going to be the Halloween special where we talk about spooky. What was the name of the place? The Sanatorium? Essex. Essex Essex Mountain Sanatorium. Sanatorium. If you want to know all about the terrifying Essex Mountain Sanatorium, then support the show at the $5 a month level and check out this week's bonus round. You also get the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff twice a month out there. And then for $10 a month, like I said, you get access to the show live. Um, you also should be following the show on the Facebooks, Twitters, Instagram. It's Geek Stuff TNG and all those places. We have a website, geekstufftng.com. And then you can call the GVM line. 201-730-2547. I believe there's going to be some calls from folks that have called into the GVM line on this episode. Um, and then you can also send us an email at geeksoftng at gmail.com. All right. We should be, we should be setting those calls up as IDs. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. We'll hear some of those. We'll hear at least one today and then we'll, well, go what, what I, yeah. And what, and, and let's pull back the curtain. What West coast Scott is talking about is we've heard now from some of our winner, all of our winners, really, uh, from New York comic-con, uh, we had 12 incredible giveaways at New York comic-con this year. Uh, all prizes have been uh, 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 sent out, and we think most of them have been received. We're still waiting on a few people to hear it to make sure that they got their prizes. But uh, uh, I thought initially what we would do is we would feature one a week until we got through everybody. But some of them, and for reasons I respect, feel like they don't want to kind of put themselves out there with photos or uh you know that kind of thing because they they feel a little concerned about you know backlash and that kind of thing you know there are a lot of sore winners sore losers in the world rather and uh so i don't blame them for doing that but a couple of our winners have been gracious enough to send us pictures they've called the gvm line 201-730-2547 and let us know that they uh received their prize and so forth so we're gonna highlight a few of those. Who was that first one we just highlighted? Uh, Sandwich. What was what was her name? I gotta pull it up real quick. I it, it just went out literally like in like two minutes before the show went out. If you put up, pull up our Facebook, I think her the name we're using is on there, which yeah, is her first name and her last initial. Because you know we're not putting people out unless they put the, if they put it out on their own uh, social media. That's one thing, but we're you know we're making sure that we. Uh, Cynthia M. Cynthia M. Oh, yes, Cynthia M. And she won the, I believe, the Mezco Five Points Batman set. Yes. So that huge box that we had to ship uh, to that winner uh, had all the Five Points Batman characters in it, the car, a lot of accessories. It had like a cardboard sort of Batcave uh, situation. Really wonderful set from our friends over at Mezco. Those figures are really nice, by the way. And uh, yeah, so Cynthia M. enjoying uh, one of the big prizes this year. Very popular uh, prize, ticket-wise, uh, that Batman five-point set. So congratulations, One Cynthia. big box, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a huge box. It's fucking, it is huge. Well, it's got a bunch of figures in there. The car, like the hunt, it's got shit in it. You I mean, know? it's basically everybody from the 66 Batman, yes? Not everybody. In the Batmobile? I mean, man, well. It's, it's a good run, though. 
It, it's it's the it's the big hits. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah not everybody, but, yeah. but I mean, there's no egghead. Oh, this suit, this set sucks. There's no egghead. Oh, that means it sucks. <laughs> egghead is my wheelhouse, and there's no egghead in this set. Is he a soft focus or is he a <laughs> fuck you, Sam? <laughs> You're just it's 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 you were sitting there. It's like oh, it's not a wheelhouse. It's more of a soft focus. Meaning <laughs> what? What does it mean? I don't fucking know what it means. So in your twisted a mind. wheelhouse, sir, means I'm interested in that particular IP intellectual okay. property okay meaning okay. that i collect within that ip the focus would if it if they're like let's take let's take a really good hawk, example i think we said like hawkman was a soft focus or the hell it was it, you it, it was I, I don't know if i said it was a soft focus i said I, I if it was hawkman the answer would be at one time it probably was a soft focus but let's let's take an example that i can help uh uh lay this all out for you I have a teenage teenage mutant ninja turtles is in my wheelhouse, right? Yes. I mean something in the line. I collect teenage mutant ninja turtles. My friend Jerry, uh, he collects everything teenage mutant ninja turtles. He's a completist on ninja turtles, meaning every toy that comes out related to ninja turtles from whomever company. And right now, by the way, that answer there's at least three companies doing ninja turtles at this point. You have Super 7, you have NECA, you have, uh, what you call it, Playmates, still doing Turtle Toys. Okay, so he gets all that stuff because that's what he's about, right? <laughs> I have focuses within that wheelhouse. I'm not a completist. My fo- I have three focuses inside Ninja Turtles. Can you tell me what they are, Mr. Sandler? uh casey jones casey jones correct which means anything that comes out with casey jones any figure that comes out with casey jones casey jones sort of um if there was an adjacent casey jones thing i would be interested in it like if he had a motorcycle for example he doesn't but that would be part of that focus what is my other focus just got a just got a figure of him oh yeah, yeah yeah the robot Dude, I forget nope. his name. Nope. You got a figure of him though. I did, but that's not the that is not the focus. Different guy, long ears. I don't know. He's a rabbit. Oh, Usagi? Usagi Ojimbo in the turtle. Actually, Usagi is a is a, a, Usagi is a wheelhouse unto himself because not mm-hmm. only am I interested, mm-hmm. <laughs> not only am I interested in the book which I have read my entire life, uh, or at least since it's been out. But not only that, but there are also other companies who have done toys and things for Usagi that I have. And and the ones that are missing, I would be interested in getting. Within the wheelhouse of the Ninja Turtles, however, any Ninja Turtle adjacent Usagi Ojimbo stuff would also be within that wheelhouse. So what does that mean? That means original Usagi figures, Anything they've done Usagi over the course of time, I'm interested in owning. And I have my own most of them. Is he a Ninja Turtle character or do they cross over at some point? No, they made a deal with Stan uh, Saki, Sakai, Sakai, Stan Sakai, who created Usagi. uh, I made a deal with them that he, that Usagi could be part of the Ninja Turtle universe. That was a very, very long time ago. Um, 
And he appeared in some of those books, as I recall. The robot you're referring to, Mr. Sandwich, is Fugitoid. Mm -hmm. And Fugitoid falls into my, my third wheelhouse for Ninja, or my third focus in Ninja Turtles. You know what that is? No. That would be anything based on the actual Eastman and Laird artwork for the Turtles. So the guys who created it, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, they have a distinct style. And NECA, many, many years ago, over a decade ago, did Turtles in the style of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Many, many, many years later, now, they are doing additional characters based on the art. Well, they did other ones back then, but I'm talking about the more, the, the more recent one. I mean, they did an April O'Neil, I think, way back then. They did uh, Mousers way back then that were based on the artwork of, of Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Those turtles are my turtles because I was reading the book. I, I like the original stuff best. So now that they are doing figures for those uh, uh, and additional figures for those, I'm getting those because that is a focus with Inside Ninja Turtles. And technically speaking, if we're laying it all on the line, I do have another. Technically, it would be it would be a focus within the Ninja Turtle wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. You know what that is? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That is the last Ronin. OK, if you have not read it yet, is an amazing, amazing book. And both NECA and Playmates, I think, are doing NECA is doing a complete line based on the book. And I think that Playmates did Playmates is doing the last Ronin figure in color. And they're also doing one in black and white. Now, I don't really I'm not interested really in the color one because it's only OK. The black and white one I'm very interested in. So uh, I will try to get that one at some point. But I don't think Playmates is going to do any of the other characters from that book. NECA, however, has already solicited or shown one, two, three, four, five, like six or seven figures and apparently are doing a whole bunch more based on that book. Not to be confused with the 2010 Japanese release film, The Last Ronin. No. No, this would be a ninja. He doesn't collect. He doesn't collect those ones. <laughs> the Last Ronin. I'm going to get him that on DVD and go. Hey, this is one of your wheelhouses, right? Nope. 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 Anyway, that's how wheelhouses and focuses work. A soft focus means I'm not completist on it, but if there's a piece that I like, I'm going to pick it up. Moon Knight is a soft focus of mine inside of Marvel. There's a great example right there. Whereas Captain America is, I'm a completist on Captain America. I'm a completist on the Joker. I'm a soft focus on Batman if there happens to be something that I like. Moon Knight is another example of a soft focus. Hawkman would be a really soft focus only if I thought something was ex exceptionally cool, but it's kind of, it's one of those aspirational things. Like I'd like to be able to collect more Hawkman, but I'm just not, there's too much other stuff to get. Now, speaking of Hawkman, that character is in the Black Adam film. Yes. Apparently pretty yes. awesome. <clears throat> now I have a couple of questions. First, did anybody go see Black Adam? No. 
Does anybody? Yeah, do you care? I hope to see it before I go. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 my friend gave 7 me seven million. The beats. It did sixty-seven million. It's opening weekend or something, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Number one at the box office, but the like the difference between the fan reviews and the critic reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes are huge. Rotten Tomatoes is like ninety percent, though, isn't it? Y- yeah, fans are ninety percent, and then like the critics yeah. like hate it. Well, I mean, of course the critics hate it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. I mean, that, that's super, that's one. The it's a superhero movie. Two, it's a Dwayne Johnson movie. Three, uh, it, it, you, you know, it, it's not like he's going for the Academy Award here. You know, <laughs> he he is doing everything he can and apparently succeeding in rebuilding the DC universe at Warner Brothers. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean that's a that's a, a heavy lift, but he is doing. Better than anybody else. Let me let well, me read got this. Two pillars of it back in. Yeah, I mean that's that's in supposedly, the news here. One of them, one of them's in in the end credit scene, supposedly. Well, I mean Henry Cavill came out today and said he is still Superman. Is that the one you're talking about? Allegedly yeah, in the in the uh, and they said Man of Steel two is moving forward. Uh, and the other rumor is is that Affleck has re-signed to do Batman at Warner Brothers. So. Basically, it would be a Justice League against Black Adam with Shazam joining the Justice League, right? I mean, right? I mean, I mean, you would think that's what it was. They have said nothing about Shazam crossing over. Yeah. I mean, nothing. I, I, but that, that's bad fan service, right? No, because if they want to separate the two of them, you can, I, I can see why they would want to do that because Shazam is now a comedy. Unless the second Shazam movie has, you know, has some serious uh, vibes to it, I, I don't imagine that they're, I don't imagine that they're, they're going to, uh, that they're going to allow, not allow is probably not the right word, that they're not going to uh, have those two things cross. Yeah. Well, I think I saw too, like, so because Black Adam is definitely related, even in the movie, I think they said to Shazam. There, yeah, there is like, some. Yeah, there's there's some there's some allusions. Well, it has to be because you can't unless you unless you totally yeah. uh, retcon so, like the he, he still gets origin. the powers from the wizard and all yeah. that fun stuff. So it's yeah. the same or, same place. I don't see them if they're gonna separate them. I don't think it's a good idea for long. Because even though the 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 like the tone is different, it just feels weird to me to just not have him have them even interact. You know what right. I mean? It, it would ju- it would just feel weird because yeah. you know you could have sure you could have like they do in Joker movies for a while, and I don't see them crossing over. But like it would feel weird if this was in like the DC universe and Batman was never alluded to at least. You know? Well, yeah, and and. I mean, they totally could, they could do that, but Dwayne Johnson has said on more than one occasion, uh, especially within the last year leading up to the release of this movie, that he is rebuilding the DC universe, you know, somehow with black Adam as the center of it or some shit, you know, which is what an egomaniac would say, you know, I am going to take this B villain who is now not a villain, but an anti-hero. Yes. And I'm going to make the entire DCEU revolve around him. And you know what? He's got the clout, at least right now, to do that. Do, do you think he's going to be successful? 
No. It doesn't matter what you think. Too bad. Too bad. You should have saved that shit for sandwich. Oh, <laughs> uh, you were the one talking about. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that to me, to move right to Superman versus Black Adam, it's like. That's not what's going to happen. That's not what's going to happen. It's going to be, it's going to be Man of Steel 2 is not going to have anything to do with Black Adam. If at best what it's going to have is it will also have an end credit sequence that will reference Black Adam, but it could reference a lot of things. Yeah. No, but I mean, it could reference Bruce. It could reference uh, 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 Aquaman 2 will be out by then. It could reference the third Wonder Woman movie is apparently moving forward. So, and they're already talking about who will replace Ezra Miller as the Flash. Thank God. So, and apparently uh, it looks like Ezra Miller might do hard time. So replacing him as the Flash seems the most obvious thing to do. The most recent thing I heard on that was there's a movie called, what was it, 1916 World War One movie? Okay. And one of the guys in that apparently is 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 maybe the guy they're eyeing to replace Ezra Miller as the Flash. Fucking great. You know, I would take, I, I would, I would almost take Shia LaBeouf at this point. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. But, but still, oh, you don't, you don't like, like LaBeouf? No, no one likes him. I like LaBeouf. And, and who cares? Who cares? Who cares? All I want is Ezra Miller out of it. That's all I care about at this point. So, and we know that if that movie actually gets released, The Flash, we know, I, I'm pretty sure Affleck has a cameo in there also as Batman. And I don't know if he meets Michael Keaton Batman or I don't know. I don't know about any of that. We know Michael Keaton Batman is in there also. Uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to handle that. The point is, though, is that he rock at a 67 or nine million, whatever the opening box office weekend was, he now has the clout to say, okay, you need to do what I say, you know? And that's already happened. Apparently whoever the, um, I feel like whoever the executive was at Warner brothers, who was overseeing all this and allowing, you know, the DC EU to just flounder, I guess is out. And some guy who is favorable to Dwayne Johnson is in or some shit. Don't know. It was something I read something along those lines. The point is, is that it, he does now have the clout to do what he has claimed that he wants to do, which is to bring the DCEU back. Okay, well, we're waiting. You know, let's see. Let's see what you can do. That is not in any way going to stop the patents in Batman movies, who are going to be a different universe and who I have heard very distinctly heard are not going to be in any way crossing over with anything, which means if your thought was, oh, they'll multiverse him in, no, not going to happen. So, and they're also moving ahead. Apparently, they're moving ahead with another Joker movie, which also has nothing to do with the DCEU and nothing to do with the Pattinson Batman movies. So already we have three distinct DC cinematic universes running concurrently. And really, until they cross Shazam over, there's really four. So there you go. Well, I mean, 
I mean, I, I guess you're right. But the end credit just... scene for Shazam had the Superman thing, right? But they didn't show they didn't his face. Show him. So it's technically they didn't not a show legit him, but crossover. I mean, yeah, I guess technically if it not. Was but Henry I mean, Cavill Superman, and it was a cameo at the end of that movie. I would 100 percent be on your side for that. It was oh, only because like it was so heavily alluded to. I think it's a, it was it's everything except the face. But throwing yeah. the toys at each other, those are definitely Henry Cavill Superman toys. Until Henry Cavill, well, saying, does... the suit was even the same too. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because until Henry Cavill is in the movie as Superman, mm-hmm. and they say, "Well, this is it. Now we're tying him in." They're not tied in. Mm-hmm. So let me let me just finish up on that thought on on Shazam. So let's let's use the Spider Man extended universe there. You know, so you've got Venom has had his own movie, and. You know, so now it's all of a sudden if you bring Venom wow. into the Marvel Universe and have him face off against Black Panther, right? That would be the same thing. Like, okay, this is an established Spider-Man villain who you introduce somewhere else, and then in his first real entrance into the universe, you don't have him face Spider-Man. That seems like it would be a, a an odd choice. Agreed, except that Shazam is now, in at least in cinematically, has been established as a as a comedy act okay i mean so i get it that's why you don't do that you also have established that black adam is not a hero he's at at best he's an anti-hero he's desperately trying to make wolverine out of this guy desperately yeah that's number two uh number three we don't even want to touch the sony verse because i'm just madam web madam web is already filming and she's like young nobody instead knows, of an old lady, right? Nobody knows a thing about how that movie is going to tie in with anything. Plus, don't forget also, right at the moment, right at the moment, we thought we had Venom in the MCU. We didn't have him in the MCU. We just dropped off a little bit. You know, there he was in the MCU, and then then he was out of it. So, it, you know, like nobody knows what's going on. And it's the most confusing part of all of this so far is the fact that nobody fucking knows what where he is. Is it the MCU? Isn't the MCU? Just make up your fucking mind. If it isn't, fine. Fine. But if it is, you got to fucking get him in. Like in a significant way. Because this, well, it just won't be Tom Hardy. It'll be a new one. No, it'll be Tom Hardy. Why wouldn't it be Tom Hardy? Well, that's why I think they left. They left the Venom, the little Venom bit no. in that fucking rest. That that would be that would be that would be a fan revolt if they did. This is like them replacing Tom Holland as Spider Man for Sony Pictures, but leaving Tom Holland as Spider Man for Marvel Pictures. Because well, I think one I think they talked about at one point. Venom's in the the greater MCU, but he's not in the MCU proper. You know what I mean? Like. It's like a I second think, cousin. I think he, well, we have to, you know, they're also, we have to establish, we should use the Marvel way of establishing this in the books, which is, this is the earth that we know is earth 616, right? I'm pretty sure. In the comics, this one isn't, yeah. but in the comics are, are Marvel is 616. And then so let's, so let us refer to it as the proper MCU, right? The proper MCU timeline is, all the all the things that we know to be the proper MCU timeline. Yes, so yes. Venom hasn't been introduced yet, so we don't know. No Fantastic Four, old school or new school. 
not not in not in the MCU. Um, the only glimpse we've had of anything like that outside would be Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and the Illuminati. That's it. Yes. Which was also a completely there's different no, Earth as well. There's no Cloak and Dagger, which was a TV show. There was no, there's no, like all of those things that were external from the MCU that are still sort of external from the MCU. Let's leave those things aside for a moment right it's all going to get fucked up which is why you know we need to do our best to help our listeners understand that once quantum mania comes out everything is going to go fucking berserk yeah nothing will make fucking and if you did not see the trailer for quantum mania yet you had best go look at it and get yourself the show for two minutes go and then come back did you see it uh west coast scott i haven't should i pause the show yeah, put the show on pause. All right, I'll put the show on hold. that was uh quite a quite a trailer so all right so that what that leads me to believe is that kang isn't the big bad of quantumania they release kang upon the universe at the end of quantumania well i i think kang i think kang is gonna convince scott to help him not realize and scott not realizing what he is doing yeah. will accidentally release him like right. somehow he's like not yeah. stuck in the quantum realm but like yeah he needs a thing and a don't forget thing will fucking release him don't forget there's a kang in every universe yeah and the idea was that kang was going around killing the other kangs so so this, kang kang, this kang's hiding in in the kang quantum realm. conqueror was going around killing the other kangs so don't forget the end of Loki season one as well. I mean, and yeah. we're going to have Loki season two. It just finished filming, I think. Like, So we're probably going to have it yeah. after Quantumania. Yeah. I think it's at some be, point next year. I don't know when. Though. I wouldn't be. Well, that would be. Yeah. Because Quantumania is February. Of 23. So that yeah. would make sense. So it's probably going to be after that one, two. It's I would not be surprised if Loki popped up in this movie. I would not be surprised. I would, uh, if he didn't, fine, but I would not be surprised if he did. That said, um, things are, are going to get really screwy after this. Yeah, so yeah. not to mention the fact that if the rumors are true about Black Panther and who is in the end credit scene of Black Panther, things are about to get doubly screwed up. What's the rumor there? doom oh really yeah oh in, in wakanda is, is latveria next next to wakanda well i mean it doesn't matter if it's next to it it doesn't have to be but when you're starting to introduce characters like namor and you know rulers of these little tiny countries and things it's inevitable that doom is going to come up 
And with the Fantastic Four on the horizon, you know, it's inevitable that, you know, these characters are going to have to appear, you know, and it's also, I think it's inevitable also that we'll get the Silver Surfer at some point and Galactus at some point again, but for real this time, perhaps, I don't know. But all I know for sure is that that is the rumor right now that Doom is in the end, or some illusion to Doom is in the end credits of Black Panther. So we'll see if that's true. I don't know. So let me so, let's hit some of the news on on the, on all these things we've just been talking well, about. Well, I think what we should do actually, Mr. Producer, is take a break. We can't hit any news. We just talked about stuff in general. Can I hit some of the yeah. news? You saw no. the prep sheet. Did you see no, how much look, stuff was on the prep sheet? How much time are we in, sir? Uh, I don't know because I put the show on hold, so I don't know how. Yeah, long but you the first can put the show was. on hold for thirty seconds. So add thirty seconds, and that's where we no, are. It doesn't show me that. It just shows me this particular recording session is at three minutes since we came back from the show on hold. Oh, I didn't realize you stopped, and I just thought you paused it. We're at best forty-five minutes in. See. All right. I mean, if you don't want to cover any news, we'll, we can go to break. We'll do quick hits after. What the hell? We still got to talk about New York Comic Con. Eh, what? What do you want to know? I don't know we'll what happened right in now. New York Comic Con. We gave away 12 incredible prizes. All of our winners showed up. What else did that? Oh, uh, okay. But we can talk about it in the news because I'm sure you have the HasLab in the news, right? Yeah. Then we'll talk about that during that. And, and I don't know. Did anything else happen in New York? The next year generation cast got together for star trek they're all going to be in the third season of picard third and final season of picard apparently uh and uh, i don't know i don't know any was there any other news that came out of new york that was that was worth anything i don't know you were there you tell me no and the answer is no i can't think of i can't think of a single thing where i was at new york and i heard well yes there is one disturbing story i'm going to tell about new york but i'll do that on the other side of the break all right. Well, take us to break. Episode 698. And we will take that break here on Geek Stuff TNG, episode 698, the countdown to 700. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? 
Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and you're listening to me here on Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Yeah. Heroes in a half shell, turtle power. Geek Stuff TNG. Live from the Sandwich Shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California and Mumble's House in secluded areas of New Jersey, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foil is open to attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get what 18 scale. Hanger accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personnel transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members, and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies and more you can collect these great source materials in a free binder 
which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions. And I don't need to tell you, the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Hey, this is Tally, and I won an amazing Geek Stuff raffle at New York Comic Con. You're listening to Geek Stuff TNG. So are we going to just jump into quick hits? Yeah. All right, let me. So we we got all the box office stuff. <gasps> let's let's talk about Ryan Reynolds in the quick hits. So Deadpool three with Wolverine, Hugh Jackman coming back. It's it's Hugh Jackman. Well, you see now, I don't know. Is it is it Wolverine? Is it Hugh Jackman? Is it both? I don't know. I feel like a fast one is being pulled on me. So it's gonna be it's gonna be Hugh Jackman playing Hugh Jackman in the Deadpool movie. I mean, that would to me make the most sense. But if they are, if he has agreed to do Wolverine again, first of all, I think it's kind of shitty because one, he put an end to it, and two, it's gonna fuck up whoever's actually gonna play Wolverine, <laughs> unless they're somehow gonna hand it off in the movie to whoever the new guy is. We all know who that guy should be, by the way, Charlie Hunnam. But that aside, uh, looks like they're looking at Taron Edgerton as well, apparently, which I don't understand. But what do I know? I mean, um, I, I don't know. He he played uh, El- Elton, Elton John, John so well. Well, no, I'm just so saying he looks... qualify him for Wolverine? They, he can look different. Like, maybe they can make him look like Wolverine. I don't know. Yeah, good one. Because I mean, Hugh Jackman's like six foot seven, right? I mean, it's like he's very—he doesn't it's, look like Wolverine not, he's in not that six regard. Six seven, but he's not—he's not small, which is what Wolverine should have should have been. I'm not going to complain. I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Get the fuck out of here! I'm totally fine with it. I'm totally fine with seeing him in Deadpool three. I just don't want it to screw up the new guy, because the new guy is going to have a lot of fucking pressure on him to begin with. Yeah. Yep. And having yep. Hugh having stepped away from this already a long time ago, you know, it's it's a little it could be a little problematic for the new guy. So I, I don't know. I hope they took that into consideration. I hope they're gonna do something. I don't know what do something to help that situation. I don't know what they could do, but I don't know. I hope they do something. Well, you know who's not gonna be in Deadpool three? TJ Miller. That's correct. Because apparently. Ryan Reynolds hates T.J. Miller, according to T.J. Miller. Miller. Just a piece of shit, anyways. Yeah, did I hear that wrong? Yeah, yes. Generally, piece of shits are not well liked. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I think T.J. Miller is really funny. It's just a shame that he's a shit human being. Yeah, I mean that's the shame, and that's that's true of lots of lots of people. Not I mean there are people that you like their work, and then later on find out that they're a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Bill Cosby. And it's it's tough because you liked the work before you knew they were a piece of shit. And so you can't just turn off that you liked, you know, this joke or that show or whatever it is. It's 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 kind of it's very your faves are problematic, as they say. 
But so no T.J. Miller. All right, we'll keep we'll keep the the hits quick here. There's a whole lot of Ryan Reynolds news. All right, he, he and his lovely wife. Next. Who's his lovely wife? Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. Expecting baby number four. Good for them. Uh, he's Jeez. also planning to do a cameo on It's Always Sunny with his buddy uh, Rob McElhenney. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as they Max's had a boyfriend. reality show where they bought a football, some obscure football club in England. Yep. That apparently is a really funny show, but I haven't seen it yet. I yeah. do want to see it, though. And then he's also working on a documentary with Colin Hanks about John Candy. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I heard that one, too. He's on, a, looks like a movie called If, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Steve Carell, and it's, it's John Krasinski directing that one. So yes. he's got a lot of stuff going on for... for uh, Mr. Ryan busy guys. Good he is for him. a very busy guy. Uh, let's see. Going to the Warner Brothers quick hits because we were talking about Warner Brothers. What was the name of the guy that you said w- was leaving? Ezra Miller. No. Yeah, Ezra Miller's gone. Uh, I can skip to the cri- the celebrity climb- the crime water. Yeah. No, no. no. Uh, I don't know. Whoever the executive was. Is that uh, Walter Hamada? Is I departing? think so, yeah. Uh, Warner Brothers, I mean, they're laying off 26% of their workforce. Unscripted and animation divisions are merging. Uh, people are worried that it's going to kill uh, Cartoon Network. It yes, already has killed a lot of things. Yeah. But Cartoon Network says, well, we're still here. The network is still there, but the production stuff behind it maybe yeah. is going to be yeah. going away. We're still here, so said the company, as we fired everybody yeah. else. <laughs> there's a lot of that going around. When we get to Hasbro, we'll talk about that. Yeah, and so same thing with Toonami. Um, they, they're saying it's not going anywhere. Uh, speaking of Cartoon Network, uh, are you caught up on uh, Rick and Morty? No, I'm two behind. Two behind. What, I've only seen through episode five. I, I think that's where I'm I'm watching six now, and I think it's six and seven I think I have to watch. Yeah. Five and six. or How are you liking the new episode? I love it. I think this season has been brilliant. And again... I honestly, I honestly have to say it has gone through my mind. Am I really loving these episodes or is it just that I have waited a fucking eternity to see them? And the answer is these are really, really, really good episodes. (laughs) There was one article that said, why is there so much incest on Rick and Morty? But I don't know. They're funny episodes. Um, What, where's the incest? (laughs) Did you not see the fortune cookie episode yet? Yeah, I saw it. Is that incest? <laughs> well, the whole episode was about him potentially having sex with his mother. And... Oh, that's the one I'm watching now. So okay. that 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 one, I, I don't know how that one comes out yet. Well, and then I the thought one... you were referring to the one with Beth. Beth and Beth, Beth. yeah. I mean, that's, that's not really... incest. That's... How's that incest? <laughs> that's... Uh... One's a clone. That's the Loki thing. That's a Loki thing, right? You just make out with uh, with your, yeah. your, your clone. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. It's funny the, the the Beth episode that was a, they're all good the 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 tag on the end of the Beth and Beth episode was probably one of the best tags that the show's ever had. That may be. Oh, all right, I won't I won't spoil it if you That's haven't seen the it. episode I'm on though is the one with with Jerry and the mom. I so don't say anything because I have no idea. All right, let's see more HBO quick hits. So let's see Barry's going to be fourth and final season, um, which is shocking considering how popular that show is. But. You can't. It, it's got to come to an end, though. Naturally, I mean, you you know, it, it's tough to do any anymore. I think that I that's it. you know the story is going to have a conclusion. Um, I get it. Let's see. Alan Moore is embarrassed about the adaption, uh, the, the the HBO show adaption 
of his uh, yeah he's not embarrassed about it he hates it he hates hates the idea of it he hates what he's heard about it but he's never seen it yeah he hates everything though right yeah it's it's true any translation of his work outside of the medium in which it was created he hates he has never said of any of the works of his that have been adapted into anything other than the medium that he created them in has been at least even acceptable so let me ask you this about alan moore yes. um kook well as i was gonna say he, but if he if he's gonna feel that way he, but he just sells it and says i don't give a shit what you do with it i'll take the money i'm not gonna have anything to do with it anymore he has no he hands off no what he has done traditionally is he has handed off the rights to someone else for example let's take um v for vendetta he handed off all rights, all of his claim on any of the rights for V for Vendetta were handed off to uh, the artist. Who is the artist on that book? Shit, I can see his face. He's a nice guy. He's done our show a couple of times. Uh, I don't know. Why don't you look it up? But he handed off all of his rights, all of his rights to it over to David, David something, David. David Shit. Books? No. No, hold on. Artist David. Who did the art for V for Vendetta? David Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah. David Lloyd has all the rights to V for Vendetta. All of them. So, and in the same way, I believe he handed over the Watchmen. I'm pretty sure he handed that over to, I don't think that was Mark Buckingham who drew. I don't remember who drew the Watchmen, honestly. But Mark Buckingham, I think, is the one who has... Uh, Neil Gaiman actually has all the rights to Miracle Man, which is coming back, by the way, to Marvel. And they're re- and they're going to finish. He and Mark Buckingham are going to finish this stuff that they did in the early '90s that never got published, and and so on and so on. Hopefully, this will lead to Marvel reprinting all of Miracle Man in trades and not skipping certain issues because they have really, really out landish content hopefully because if i have to pay a couple hundred bucks for that book i'm gonna be fucking pissed but i will so does alan moore like not care about the money he just creates his art and then and then just says do whatever you want with it i don't care anymore it's not even a do whatever you want with it it's just like and these are the properties that he does not own you know what i mean he did he's he does not own watchman he does not own v for vendetta but they were owned by the publisher. Oh, so he, but he created them when working, when under contract though, right? In both cases here of examples that we've given both Watchmen and V for Vendetta, both owned by DC. Okay. I don't know who owns League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, I don't remember who owns it, but he passed it off though. I'm pretty sure to whoever I'm, I think it was whoever the artist was. I think in all the cases, I, with the exception of Miracle Man, I think all of it went to other artists. I think Miracle Man went to Neil Gaiman because there was a whole court thing about that between him and Todd McFarlane. Cause Todd McFarlane said that he owned it because he bought who was it eclipse that printed miracle man i can't remember but todd said that he owned it because he bought uh uh, eclipse comics whenever that was there was a whole court thing we talked about a hundred times on the show it's all resolved now i think yeah it must be because neil's gonna republish that book under marvel right so there you go 
Okay, just interesting. Uh, let's see. Let's just. He's retired. By the other piece of news about him, though, is he's retired from comics. Yeah, he's not going to do comics anymore. That was a recent announcement. Yeah, I know. I I, I see ads for you know those masterclass ads that yeah. that you see. I've seen yep. you know like masterclass and storytelling with Alan Moore, but I'm like, I'd be interesting just to see his take on things because he seems like he's he he looks at things differently than the average person. I think. He, I think he is a great writer who has gone slowly mad over time. <laughs> that that tracks. Uh, let's see. We'll stick with HBO. Uh, let's see. Margot Robbie uh, is giving her blessing to Lady Gaga for her role as Harley Quinn in Joker 2. Uh, Harley Quinn uh, Valentine's Day special is ordered by HBO Max, the cartoon. And then uh, let's yeah, see. I, again, that Harley Quinn blessing thing is is irrelevant. And it's irrelevant because it's not the same universe. So it doesn't matter whether Margot Robbie gave the blessing or didn't. I, I, I mean, I can't see why she wouldn't. Uh, and that Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn thing is a little like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, honestly, I think it speaks a lot to the age of... Uh the of the joke like you know like lady gaga's older and like you know like an experienced psychiatrist you know dr harleen quinzel right i mean i mean seems yeah to fit i mean you assume that's the way that they're gonna go if the if 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 harleen quinzel is gonna be in the movie you know that's the way they're gonna go i i don't understand how this continues to go without batman right that's where i'm like I just, I, I mean, I'm going to wait and see, but I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Let's really see. Don't. So back to the last, last things for the uh, Warner Brothers HBO for the quick hits here. Yes. Uh, Maisie Williams said, yeah, the last season did kind of go downhill. Um, but so we all knew that. Um, oh, thank you for letting me know something that I, I noticed and, and the rest of the world noticed. <laughs> and so, and her career also. Oh, gone. because she badmouthed. Oh yeah. Well, we haven't seen her since, right? Has she done anything since? She did. Uh, the New the, Mutants movie. The Mutants, yeah. Oh, and but that got put in a box and didn't get released for like three years, right? That was still two seasons, I think, before the end of Game of Thrones when they made that movie. Yeah. I mean, that's available on Disney Plus right now, right? Yeah. The New Mutants. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? I'll tell you, I'll say this about New Mutants and I've said it before and I'll say it again. It was brilliantly cast, brilliantly cast. If they ever did any of those characters again in the MCU, one presumes X-Men will eventually turn up in the MCU. If they ever did those characters again in the MCU, they should go immediately to these people. Anna, uh, well, Anna Taylor-Joy as Magic. Uh, uh, what's her name? Macy Williams as, as uh, Wolfsbane. Uh, and the rest of them who were in that. One of the Stranger Things kids was in there, I think. Yeah, too, the... Right? the 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 guy who played like john or like the will's like, older brother yeah was he like sunspot or something i don't remember I thought who he was, was like uh like one of the uh like scott's brother or some shit am i imagining that wrong is he havoc i thought it was havoc i thought Maybe i could be havoc. completely no, wrong havoc was in first class, right who oh, that's banshee i'm sorry whoever he is whoever they were whoever they were cast as they should immediately be approached by Kevin Fahey, if or Fage or whatever. Oh, he was Cannonball. He was Cannonball. Well, they should immediately be approached because they were excellent. There was a sunspot. Sam Sam Gun Gunther Gunthrie Guthrie, the actor. Is that Cannonball's name. I was talking about the the character's name is Sam Gunthrie. Yeah, 
the actor's name is Charlie Heaton. Yes, right. He's he's Will's older brother, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's dating that girl who's part skeleton on Stranger Things. Yes. Is that Vecna? I don't know. I haven't seen the new version. Uh, Nancy. <laughs> yeah, her. She is dangerously thin. Anyway, what were you? Uh, 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 okay, what's next? So we're Let's just go. just finishing up on House of Dragon. Um, the showrunner Ryan Condal has extended his overall deal with HBO. They seem pretty pleased with House of Dragon because um, everyone's talking about the the incest in it. No, and the sex scenes in it. No, really, it, not the, 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 compared to Game of Thrones. There's way less sex in House of Dragon. Way, way, way well, less I, sex I, in House of Dragon. Maybe then, maybe it's the quality of it then, not the quantity. No, no I, I heard it's actually that. really good. No, it's. It, so. I think it's more that you know, I'm just gonna say the characters, right? It's Matt Smith and then the younger version of uh, Rhaenyra, and it's kind of uncomfortable because it's it's uncle and niece, and she seems pretty young in that. But then they do a time jump, and now they're, you know, now they're age appropriate. So right. I, I don't think that there's any, there's no there there. The 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 sex is not a big deal. All right, and and, and I, I, I'll, I I'll admit I'm on. I haven't seen the season finale yet, um, but it, it's just starting to get interesting. They have said there's not going to be any more time jumps. Um, the actor that uh, plays the king, uh, King Viserys, is really strong. He's got a real strong moment in the last couple of episodes. Um, so I mean, you know, it's it don't they show? Uh, don't they show? Uh, Baratheon, don't they show one of their heirs or something? I saw something about that too. Robert Baratheon's father or something, grandfather. It would be grandfather. I, I think that great, yeah. I think that we saw storm him. of the something, king of the storm. I don't know what that was. It's, yeah. They're like, I think it's like two to three hundred years before Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, about two hundred. Oh, whatever, yeah. whatever the relation is. That's I, I, I saw something. I, I, I've, I've seen the first episode. That's all I've gotten to see so far. It, I also haven't finished. I also haven't finished uh, 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 Lord of the Rings either. Uh, I heard only horrible things about that. Actually, I haven't, and I actually loved the. I saw the first two or three of that, and I thought it was great. So. Oh, I heard everyone saying the elves were just weird, and that it just seemed kind of just like there were some storylines in the show that didn't make sense to be there and stuff well, like that. I get it, but apparently, you know, nobody does something for nothing. So there must be something. Even if we don't get the payoff in season one, it could be a long game. Oh yeah, so I I have no opinion of the show. I haven't seen it. I'm only stating some of the things I've heard online yeah. that I didn't hear. I didn't hear a lot of favorable. I heard like the the CGI. I guess for like, I heard it looks beautiful, stunning, awesome. Yeah, but I also heard that like some of the plots aren't very like it's not super exhilarating you know what i mean well, it's not a lot of, you know. I, I don't know i think it's a long burn and i think that they don't have anything to prove whereas i think house of dragons has everything to prove because you have to bounce back from whatever the fuck the last exactly and i'll say and i'll say though, the last season i'll give season seven a pass i thought it was all right even though the hobbit movies were not the greatest in the world you don't have to hop back far from the. No one is going. Oh my god, those fucking Hobbit movies—the worst fucking thing in the world. Which is what they're saying about the end of Game of Thrones. So yes. I think, I think House of Dragon, whatever the fuck, I think that has a bigger hill to climb than uh, Power of the Ring. What's it called? That show? Power Ring of, of Power. Power. 
Ring of power, rings of power. Yeah. So I think it has a way bigger hill to climb. Yeah. So, so just to finish up on house of dragons, I feel like much like, uh, season one of, uh, preacher felt like the whole season was really just a, okay. And now we're going to start the show. Like, and it was, it was a great first season and it was all important, but it felt like it was all background. And then the show well, actually started exposition. It was all and exposition. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think they needed, I think they needed that. Did they need as much of it as they, as we got? Probably not. But <laughs> at the end of the day, exposition has to happen. And if they're either going to do it in a clever way, you know, I'll give you a really good example of that arrow season one, clever exposition. You know, where they had a lot of exposition to do. What Where I thought it Arrow failed is the fact that they kept doing exposition season after season. Yeah. You know, that, those back those flashbacks didn't stop until like season five, whatever the fuck it was on. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and that was the main thrust of the show was kind of reacting to the flashbacks and so on. So anyway, we're at the 10 year anniversary. We're at the 10 year anniversary of the Arrowverse. So. Oh, well, reach mm. out to OG and get his comment. Yeah, OG, comment? Ooh, the lolly. I'll reach there out to him. Um, so, yeah, we got to get... So, back to what we were saying. Yeah, like Preacher, the first season of House of Dragons seems like that's the build-up, and then starting season two, okay, yeah. now we're at the now event, the, the war of the dragon, whatever's going to be happening, right? So, Dancing it's good. You need, you need all that background, but... To me, it felt like it was a little slow to get me into it. Now that we're at the end, I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling okay. I'm interested to see where it, where it goes. Again, in the I haven't seen the season finale right before the season finale. Pretty pretty good ending of the that second to last episode. So I'm I'm happy with it. Um, and then back got? to just Rings of Power real quick. The uh, the IP broker for Rings for the Lord of the Rings franchise thinks that the Lord of the Rings universe can be as big as Marvel or Star Wars. Yes. No. You don't think so? Nope. nope. They could. You know they no, you know why? They just don't have enough material. Yeah, they, but like they, they just keep adding on to Star Wars stuff. Not the same. It said Marvel, not Star Wars. This it said Marvel and Star Wars. Comparing it to Marvel. And Star compar- Wars. Did it say and Star Wars? It did. Yeah. It did. I would I would agree perhaps. With Star Wars, except that, do you really want to be compared to Star Wars right now? Because Star Wars has been, other than Andor, bereft, and Mandalorian, been bereft of anything really good in the last several years. But it makes money. I was going to say, it doesn't mean they haven't been making money hand over fist. I mean, is is everything about fucking money? I didn't realize everything was about fucking... All right, yeah. To to the people who make the decisions, Continue to throw Lord of the Rings shit against the wall and collect a paycheck. Okay. If that's if that's what the mark of quality is, is that they can continue throwing shit against the wall and see if anything sticks, fine. If you're going to compare it to Marvel, I say no, because they do not have a backlog of material to source from. No, they yeah, don't. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. No, it, the comparison is more like Star Wars, yes, but also, do you really want to be compared with Star Wars? I mean, again, it goes right back to what I'm saying. The, the comparison doesn't work with Marvel. It does work with Star Wars, but you don't want the comparison. No, yeah. All right. So that's that's what I'm thinking. All right. So let's let's finish up with Prime. Hey, speaking of our, fan, our friend OG. Ooh, the lolly. Legend of Vox Machina renewed for a third season at Amazon. 
So, I don't even know what so I haven't watched yet. a single episode. Yeah, I saw the first couple. I mean, I want, it's him, I want him to come on and, and talk about that. So we'll have to try and hit him up again. Very busy. Yeah, the executive the, producer. Executive producer. The, the the cool thing I did appreciate about the show is because it was a D and D show. There are some points where like you can figure out like, oh, he got a nat twenty, or oh, he cast this spell, oh, he did this. You know, like you can pull the D and D out of it that they were playing. You know when the show was being recorded and it is following like their storyline so you kind of know where they're going um the violence is up there it's kind of like it's it looks like um like a a mystical invincible that's what i'm gonna say, say it's got an know. invincible level uh yeah blood and violence yeah i do want i do want to watch it but i just haven't been able to sit down and watch it yet. yeah and then uh finally on prime good omens uh season two gets a summer 2023 release i can't wait for that I just, I just don't know what it's going to be. I'm so interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interested as well. Is Neil, Neil's writing it, right? Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, then I guess we'll wait and see. At least it has that in its corner. Did they talk about Sandman season two? Well, that's over on Netflix. Um, right. I have not heard about Sandman season two. I have. Yeah, heard I haven't about either. A, I heard a Joanna Constantine spinoff though. Yeah. Oh, cool. Joanna Constantine. Joanna Constantine. Yeah, with Jenna Coleman. Well, because the the rumor going around is that they're going to do another Constantine movie with Keanu, Keanu Reeves. We'll just do a Constantineverse. No. <laughs> How can no. you say no Everything in this day and age? Not a fucking verse. That doesn't matter what we want. It's what they think will sell. And oh, if, speaking of which, eventually everything that, falls into the public domain verse. Eventually, of course. Eventually, that's true. But speaking of what Sandwich said. It's not about what we want. It's about what they want. Uh, let's get right into Hasbro news. Oh, do you want me to it's play the, the rant? It, no, you don't have to play any rant thing. We can, I can't hear it. This is Kevin destroying the box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? And now, another Big Kev Hasbro rant. Some bullshit. Bullshit, I say. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. You want to talk about Hasbro? So at New York Comic Con, we, we, we teased this before. At New York Comic Con, the Marvel crew, uh, the Marvel guys were there. And that is Dwight, Dan, and... Uh, oh, crap. I'm forgetting one of them. Dwight, Dan, and the other guy. Um, Dwight, Dan, and... Shoot, I can't remember the third guy's name. Um, see if you can look that up. See who's on the Marvel live streams. One of you, one of you search that. It's Dan, Dwight, and somebody. Anyway, the three of them were there. I got to talk to Dwight rather accidentally. They had on display at the Marvel booth, they had the Hell Charger, although it's not called the Hell Charger because they did not get the rights to the word charger. Um it's called the Engine of Vengeance. It's the current Marvel HasLab. It has now slipped beneath 5,000 backers. Uh, that's down, what, sandwich 1,000 since the Roughly, Robbie were at, figure failed. They were at like 55 maybe before? I feel like they were closing in on six. They were off towards six. Well, why don't you check it now and see? Because they're under five, the last I heard. Unless, you know, 
unless they're going to give a fing fang foom uh, with every car purchased. I can't imagine at this point in the next uh, week that they're going, that this project is going to fund, um, which sucks on multiple levels. Now, I'm standing there looking at it. All of its lights are on everything. It is a beautiful toy. Beautiful toy. Saw the figures, saw Goblin Queen, saw Mephisto, saw um, Robbie Reyes, saw the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle there, right? And supposedly there's another um, unlock that's supposed to happen. Although at this point, it would seem foolish for them to even bother. Um and I don't think they will, but I'm standing there looking at it and I'm shaking my head and a guy off to my left shoulder goes, so what do you think? What do you think of it? You know, and all that. And I didn't take my eyes off it to look to see who was talking. I just said, it's never going to fund. You know, they've just, they're, they've lost it. He goes, why do you think that, why do you think that it's not going to fund? And I said, it's too expensive. They screwed up the Robbie Reyes early bird figure and and so on and so on and so forth and that's when i turned to look and see and it's dwight who is the lead designer for the marvel team and so i got to talk to dwight for about 20 oh odd minutes 20 25 minutes and i told dwight that uh i thought uh, you know i i i told him i said i think the three of you dan dwight and i can't find the other guy oh wait I wait why. i think i found it i think i found it Dan, I see Dwight, Ryan, and Dan, and Dwight. Ryan? Ryan, that's it, Ryan, there, thank you. So Dan, Dwight, and Ryan. And uh, uh, I said, you guys are great. I said, listen, of all the Hasbro teams, at least the three of you know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't have at least one person out front who is an embarrassment to your company. And that's the case in G.I. Joe, Star Wars, and now Indiana Jones as well. And I don't really know a lot about, I said, I don't know a lot about Power Rangers, but from what I hear from people who do know about Power Rangers, they're not doing so great a job in faking knowing what they know either, right? And I said, Emily from G.I. Joe is an embarrassment to Hasbro. I said that um, uh, part ventriloquist dummy, part, and I actually told him this. I said, you know, on my show, Dwight, we refer to, uh, we refer to the the lead um, PR guy of the Star Wars line as the bastard child of a ventriloquist dummy and Johnny Cab from Total Recall, um, Patrick. Um, and I said, they're so completely and utterly clueless and disingenuous that it's embarrassing for, it should be embarrassing for Hasbro to watch them. That is not the case. And I said, this is not the case with the three of you. I enjoy all your presentations, the reveals, the teases, the whole thing. I said, but you guys dropped the ball here big time. And this is never going to fund. You're funding a vehicle for a character that is not even 10 years old yet. One, two, you are saying the only way that we're ever going to get, this was a big point of, of discussion because they have said that if you guys don't back this car, you are never going to get Mephisto, the Goblin Queen, and whoever the third figure is, which everyone suspects is probably Blackheart, who is basically like a, another demon, basically. Um, if you do not fund this car, we are never going to be able to put out these figures. To which I said, Dwight, why can't you put out the figures? Oh, we'll never be able to put them out. Well, why not? Why don't you make them a three-pack and make them a Pulse exclusive? 
They're not going to stores then. They're not on the pegs. They're not offending anyone. Anyone. They are for adult collectors, just like you've labeled a whole bunch of other things on Pulse. Why on earth can't you do that? No one is going to believe, nor do they believe, that you guys cannot put out these figures. And that is part of the reason no one's funding this car also. $350. Now, I, I, I tried to be as politic as possible i really honestly did i i said to him i said look i think it looks great i think it's phenomenal 250 200 you just it would have it would have funded in a minute 350 it just doesn't work because 350 was 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 the sentinel or galactus galactus was four i think by the way we got our uh the show galactus today by the way oh yeah <laughs> yeah the box sandwich the box is up to my hip. I believe it. It's huge. Oh, I would have never guessed that. Huge. Are we, anyway. are we taking that out? Uh... It's, it's currently residing in the archive. In the product yes. archive? Okay. Uh, so that said, uh, 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 I, I, I continued to talk and he said, well, you know, this is different and that's different. Anyway, I, 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 it was a very good conversation. I also brought up, uh, you'll remember I said on this show, now that they've re-released Toad and they had the, what I think is the absolute balls to release the frog or Frogman, who was recently, by the way, uh, featured in She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah. Ribbit and rip it. Featured- the figure that everybody thought, why the hell did they make this figure? And then the character gets gets prominently featured in She-Hulk. I thought that was hysterical. Anyway, the team of Toad, Frogman, and Spider-Kid. So I told them, I said, you need to do Spider-Kid so we can finish this team. They're like, who the fuck is Spider-Kid? I had to show them references for spider Anyway, that was the thrust of the conversation with regards to Hasbro. However... I have to tell you, there's a guy out there called Rectangular. You can find him on YouTube. He has he has basically fucked Marvel for the rest of this year and into, I think, the first quarter of 23 or the first half of 23 because he somehow got a release schedule of all of their figures that Marvel is, that Hasbro's releasing for Marvel in that period, and he listed them all out. <laughs> so and apparently and just every couple of days or so we see another release from marvel that goes yeah we're making this figure and yeah we're making that and they're all on the list just supporting the fact that this guy whoever his inside person is must be really inside because this is a schedule for two or three quarters worth of releases from hasbro that's a guy who's definitely on the inside looks like that's spelled r-e-k t-a-n-g-u-l-a-r uh on instagram and youtube yeah so you can you can go check out his video where he spoils uh the marvel universe or not spoils really prepares i i say prepares fans for what they can look forward to in the next uh the next two quarters two and a half quarters whatever it is so um and so i think i mean i think that's pretty much all the marvel stuff at this point i was wondering Uh, joe um, oh sorry oh what were you gonna say the engine of vengeance currently with about seven days left only at 4,900 and one backer yeah. of their requested nine 
so that's the gone, base. Yeah, that's gone down even more. So it was even barely more. over half, and at its yeah. best in those first, it didn't even get. It's about where it was. Yeah. At, when they needed to get to nine thousand for the early bird to, to unlock no, Robbie Ray. No, right? it's beneath there because people quit. So it's over a thousand people. I think have left that. Uh, have left that. Have I don't think we haven't got to six, but I think we got close. It was close, though. That's what I mean. It's yeah. got to be close to a thousand people have have, have left that. Um, and well, that's that's what it is. Oh well, too bad. Um, conversely, the Eternia playset over at Mattel Creations, which is basically the HasLab of Mattel. This is a playset. This is the last playset that was created for He-Man back in the I feel like it's the late '80s or early '90s. It's a dreadful mess of a playset. Couple of towers. It's got like a, you know, like a trolley that goes around or some shit. If you saw a picture of it, Scott, you might remember it. I know you were in grad school then, but you might remember. Uh, you might remember what it looks like. And uh, the Mattel Creations, who is basically the HasLab of Mattel, um, they've put this out. It's already f- at five hundred. I think it's five fifty. Look at Mattel Creations, one of you. I'm, I'm looking. And, it's five fifty. It's got eight 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 thousand one hundred twenty eight backers with a target of five thousand. So they're yeah, so they're actually not only are they over their their minimum, which if you fund this is a little different than Hasbro. If you got in on the funding in the first, I think it was the first week, and they funded the people who funded it are getting a King Grayskull figure, but the people who funded it after it are not. Right. And they've already got to their first unlock, which is like the moat creature or something that was at 8,000, I think. And so they've got that. And then they have one more at 10,000 for another figure and that's it, but it's already funded at 550, a couple of towers and a, and a, and a, and a, uh, a little flying car. Yeah, there it is. And move it slightly that, to your right. That thing looks like shit. Yeah, it, well, it's basically because it is shit. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I remember the He-Man figures and stuff. Like, Castle Grayskull is awesome, but this just looks, it just look, doesn't look, like, Castle Grayskull looks cool. Yeah. Snake Mountain looks probably, cool. This doesn't look cool. This was probably in development for over a year at Hasbro, and the He-Man line fell off in that time period. So I think that's probably what happened here, uh, uh, there, which is why, uh, you know, they're selling for thousands of dollars, the original ones online, even the incomplete ones, because the purists are looking to get it. Anyway, it's not a surprise that this funded, um, but when you can get an entire playset and a couple of figures for 550, a big playset like that, but you, and honestly, it's not even near the, and I'll be honest, it's not near the quality of the Engine of Vengeance, but you can't get the Engine of Vengeance at 350. You have missed, Hasbro has missed, judged their, you know, what, they, what they've done here. They've completely and utterly misjudged it. And this is now, what, three in a row? Failures? Or three not or four. Much. It's four, because they, cause they yeah. hit the um, they hit the his tank. The his tank hit, yeah. But I mean, overall, they've had four failures. The first was Cookie Monster. So if you Google Haslab Cookie Monster, you'll see what that was. That failed. You'll see uh, the Rancor. That was number two. 
The uh, what's her name? Reva Saver was number three, and this Hell uh, 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 Vengeance Engine of Vengeance will be the fourth Haslab to fail. Why? Because they do not listen. They think they can get away with pushing stuff on people this way. There's no way they can justify this being 350. No way to do it. There's also no way anybody is going to accept the fact that a company that is, well, two things. One, that they can't put those figures out as a lie because if they can put them out with the car, they can put them out without the car. It's the same goddamn thing. Two, they're never going to accept that a company that has had three price increases in the last year, three price increases in the last year on licensed stuff. So that's like Star Wars and Marvel in particular. There's no way, and all their lines, there's no way they're going to justify that they're not, that they have to do, what's the number, 9,000 of these things in yeah. order to justify making it? There's no way anybody's going to buy that. Marvel, or not Marvel, Hasbro is shooting themselves in the face. Absolutely shooting themselves in the face. So, when And you- I have to say this too, since we're talking about Hasbro, their best line right now, I'm being completely honest when I say this, is G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Classified is their best line right now. Their figures are amazing. There's loads of accessories. You don't even get accessories with Star Wars figures anymore. And they're going up in price again. G.I. Joe, loaded with accessories. It does that nostalgia tickle on your brain. You know, it's an absolute great line. So let me ask you. And I have to say this too. I have to say this too. Sorry to interrupt you, Scott. I have to say this too. Masterverse, what is that? That is the Mattel. It's basically Mattel He-Man Marvel Legends. So these are seven-inch figures that are basically, in some respect or other, redesigns, not redesigns, but sort of updated a little designs of Masters of the Universe characters, um, which plays a heavy, they pay a heavy, heavy homage to the original designs and they're seven inches they're fully articulated they come with a ton of shit they're fucking beautiful toys beautiful toys i even got two to sandwiches uh chagrin i got the 40th anniversary he-man so imagine he-man from when uh, uh the original line imagine that on a fully realized seven inch articulated body with all the weapons and everything else. And I got, the, now that 40th anniversary comes with a head that is reminiscent of the vintage head. Now, is that a right. wheelhouse or a soft focus to bring it back to the first half that of the That would show? really, really, that would be neither, unless I decided to make Masterverse a soft focus, which I have been struggling with, I have to tell you lately, because the figures are really, next time you're in a, sh- a store, anybody, uh, go in and check out the Masterverse figures, not the ones that look like the old school. I don't even remember what they're called. Retro, He-Man Retro, Master of the Universe Retro. They're not called Retro. They're called something else. Um, check out the ones that are called Masterverse. They are beautiful, beautiful figures. Uh, and then give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And let us know uh, what you think of those. I have not dipped in other than the 40th anniversary He-Man and Battle Cat. I got the Masterverse Battle Cat on clearance for like, I don't know, it was like 20 bucks or something. 
um, because it's also a really awesome battle cat. And I just think as a representation in my collection, having recognizing the fact that He-Man was the biggest toy line in the world at one point, having an anniversary He-Man on that amazing battle cat is totally appropriate for my collection. That said, as we're rambling through here, Mondo uh, just showed, but I don't think put up for sale yet. I don't think there are one of you can go to mondoshop.com into the toy section and see if they've put it up. I don't think they did yet. They just released a battle cat to go with their 12 inch He-Man action figure. I passed on He-Man because I, I'm not, I thought I'm not a big enough fan of He-Man to justify buying a 12 inch Mondo figure, which is whatever it is, two, two fifty, two forty, whatever it was not my wheelhouse enough in order, not, not an interest enough even in order for me to justify that. But I saw that battle cat and I had some serious thinking to do because it is absolutely beautiful. If you see a picture of it, if you're any kind of He-Man fan, if you ever were, it is gorgeous. And I think anyone that has that 12 inch He-Man figure and that battle cat in their display is doing a, 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 a terrific homage to, everything that he-man was as a toy line in the 80s i am going to settle however um because i had a good talk with my friend sandwich while we were at toy con and uh we talked about how um i don't have a problem but i don't want to develop one so uh i i decided to pass on upping to mondo and staying with my six seven inch 40th anniversary and the uh, Masterverse Battle Cat. But everyone should check out Masterverse and G.I. Joe are two uh, incredible lines right now. G.I. Joe Classified. That's the six-inch G.I. Joe stuff. Absolutely incredible. So definitely check those out. And do we have any other quick hits we can do? Or, oh, or, or a couple. One, well, one thing. When you, when you told uh, the guy that, what, it, what was his response when you told him how he blew it? Did he, I mean... He, he, well, I mean, they're being very politic. You know what I mean? They're like, well, you know, like, you don't understand like how much goes into this and everything else. And I said, listen, I understand how much goes into it, Dwight. I do understand. I've been covering this stuff for 25 years. I do understand. Believe me, I do. And I understand all the constraints and everything else. But, you know, you only have to go to the, the news to hear the head of Hasbro say how he wants to get more money out of collectors in order to increase their profits. In order to increase their profits, they have to slim back production, which means they're going to make less of a given item. The given item is going to be more expensive and it's going to come with less, especially if they have to pay a royalty like Marvel and Star Wars. They own G.I. Joe, so they're not paying royalties to G.I. Joe. So they're, you know, they're, they're keeping all that money and they can put another dollar into it in order for us to get a gun or two or an extra hand or whatever, where we're not getting any of that shit from Marvel and Star Wars anymore. You only have to read the same article, which states in his, uh, in, in the meeting with the investors where he said that, uh, they were going to cut costs and streamline, and then they announced $60 million in salary cuts, which means there's a whole bunch of people at Hasbro that are either getting the axe or have already gotten it. 
Yeah, I don't think that guy. I think his last. I feel like his last name is Cock or something. Really, I, I don't know. Look up whoever the CEO is of Hasbro. His last name. I'm not even joking. I'm. I'm sure it's something like that. Uh, I'm sure he's not taking a pay cut in order to help the company do better. But the point is, is that this is how they're going to do it. Chris Cox. Chris Cox. There you go, uh, Mr. Cox. And it's C O C K S, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Not not C- yeah. not even C O X. There's no getting around it. The guy's name is Chris Cox. C O C K S, uh, folks. All right. Well, so then before we wrap up here, uh, why don't you? We talked about it last week, but uh, why don't you hit us up with the Eagle Force Wave Seven from Fresh Monkey Fiction? Oh yeah, Eagle Force. Yeah, so definitely check that out too. Eagle Force uh, Wave Seven. Thank you for reminding me, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be mentioning Eagle Force. Eagle Force is a line uh, from the 80s. They were like three-inch figures in the 80s, um, limited articulation. You, you might remember them if, if you're around or you know vintage toys. They had gold uniforms. You know, like they were really interesting. They were interesting characters. Uh, Fresh Monkey Fiction has been doing them now for a couple of years, bringing them back, new characters and everything else. These are the same guys that have done other things we talked about on the show. Um, the current wave has some really, really, it really is something for everybody, honestly. Um, if you're a, a four inch figure collector, you know, like GI Joe scale, that kind of articulation, there's a lot of bubble helmets in there. If you like that sort of thing, I can't wait. I'm hoping there's a number of these I'm hoping, uh, get funded. Um, and you can go over to big bad toy store and put in fresh monkey fiction and you'll see all the. Uh, all the figures there 40th anniversary of uh, Eagle Force is coming up um, so yeah we are doing what we can to support them in in what they're doing they are also the guys responsible for long box heroes amazing heroes the um, the naughtier nice line which is all those Santas elves nutcrackers those ones that we talked about as well um, so definitely check that out these things are an um, army builder's dream they I mean, are. If you had so unlimited resources, you could build the most awesome. You totally could. Yeah. You really, really could. And and really from different, what I would say is different genres even. Because you got those bubble helmet guys, which is one of my favorite aesthetics in the world, that giant glass helmet. You all know what it is. And But what's great about Fresh Monkey Fiction and Eagle Force is that you don't ever get a figure like that that is a potential army builder. You don't get one with one head. Right. You know, like you get at least two heads, sometimes three or four heads in there. So however it is you want to build this thing out, you have endless possibilities, which I think is just amazing. I think it's remarkable. It's a remarkable thing in this day and age to be offering that. But they're only going to do it if they can meet the the quotas that they have to meet. So get over there. Hey, look, even if you buy one from Wave Seven, who's? Do you have that open? Do you have Big Bad Toy Store open, uh, Scott? I'm I'm opening it right now. Go over there. There's a, I can't remember the character's name. I feel bad about it too because I feel like you know if I had any piece of equipment that wasn't helping this show get done right now, I'd be able to look. There is a blue. There's a guy with white hair. He's got like a blue space suit on. He's got the glass, the bubble helmet. I can't remember the name of that character. This is the one I'm hoping for the most. Jet Powers? Is that his name? Yeah, white hair, blue suit. Yeah. Got a couple of heads in there, two or three heads. Yeah, I think his name is Jet Powers. Jet Powers. Go look at that figure. 
I mean, if, if, if that doesn't get you going like, oh man, I can have a whole contingent of these bubble helmet guys running around and so on. If you look at any of these figures, they're some of them generic enough that you could slide them into. I said this, I, I said this on our Facebook. I've said this in other groups as well. You can slide these in anywhere three and three quarter inch figures would go anywhere. You can slide them in a GI Joe collection. You could slide them in. Uh, I mean, just anything really anything four inch you could just slide them right or you can get involved with the actual eagle force storyline you know and there's a number of different ways you can check all that stuff out as well so um anyway that's our push fresh monkey fiction look them up on big bad toy store find the ones that are series eagle force series seven those are the ones that they're currently on and maybe uh maybe you pick up one or two you know maybe you, you want to have a little spaceman for your desk go buy one what the hell you know, all you're doing is helping me, you know, because I want those things funded. And if you get one, that's one closer to me getting however many I'm getting. Yeah, those looks like there's about not many though, because at the, at the know, time of recording, it. there's about three thirty six days left in the in the crowdfunding for these guys. You only have to get to three hundred for each of them. And again, if you buy the pack that gives you They're all of them, all of them over two. Yeah. If so- you actually go to, I think if you go to Fresh Monkey Fiction. I, I, I'm not sure if it's Fresh Monkey. If you go to Fresh Monkey Fiction, there may be a link that brings you to an Eagle Force site. Maybe we'll, we'll try to get this link sorted out for, for next week um, uh, or the week after or whenever we do a show again. Uh, and so that people will be able to look. You can look and see because they're posting how many have sold on that website. So you know how close. A couple of them have already funded. Terrific. Yeah, a couple of them are over. Most of them are, there's only one that's like even under 200. So, I mean, this should easily fund with another 36 days. So if there's anyone you that you like, go get more, it. Yeah, you just got to get a few more guys involved there. And yeah, I mean, it, again, really, really well done figures. Really easy to slide them into another collection uh, and so on and so forth. So there you go. Hey, so I want to, hit one other Kickstarter that I heard about uh, this week that that I actually funded. And uh, it's, uh, was it the, was it the, um, uh, was it the, um, oh shoot, Cowboy Bebop role-playing game? No, close. It's a role-playing game. That's what I'm following. Oh yeah. So I heard about this. uh, It's from Exalted Funeral and it's a Monty Python based role-playing game oh yeah that's been all over facebook yeah i mean they're yeah they're really promoted hard i mean it's it's already funded so i mean you know if you're interested in it um you know you can get heck you can get the pdf pretty darn cheap i don't remember what the what the the different uh uh project levels were but i i backed it to get the hard copy i wanted to get the hard copy of the of the the rule book so it's uh we really need to talk about you having too much stuff scott i you know i will agree with you because i don't see the likelihood of me sitting down with a group and playing a Monty Python role-playing game is effectively zero, but I'm a big Monty Python fan and I like role-playing games. So I'm going to own those rule books. I own the just rule books. Too much, mean I play it. Just too much stuff. Yeah. Just uh, no, I get it. Too much stuff. I will admit on, that I sandwich, don't need this. Back me up here. <laughs> sandwich isn't storing any of my uh, rule books though. He doesn't sandwich have to worry about that. Sandwich isn't storing anything of mine in his personal possessions or anything i don't have yes, them shipped to sandwich and have him unpack them or go pick them oh, up no, the hold store. on I, i'm sorry to cut you off scott you're storing my books because you haven't brought them to the unit sir 
That doesn't mean I don't have them. I'm just saying. <laughs> doesn't mean I don't have the them. The idea was not that you keep them in your room. The idea was that you get them and put them in the unit. Oh, yes. Well, I if I do remember, that box was, where was that again? About three rows back, about four high. You know that's in. not true. You know it's not true. You're you just also lying. know that there, there, wasn't, a, there wasn't a box for it. It was under other shit. You just know that's we, not true. We unearthed you know, it while you, you were know, here. You know, you perfectly know that that box is the one with the broken lid. And you know what's you great know too? It's perfectly what, accessible. Once we, once I fill it with all these books, we'll have to get a new one. And then what happens? Then we'll get a new one. What's the big deal? Well, what are we gonna do in the meantime? I'm not buying. Am I gonna go buy bins for you now too? I gotta do we gotta buy here. bins. There'll be a bin up there when you eventually get back up there. It'll be fine. Okay. But don't talk to me how you're 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 holding on to my books in your personal residence because I asked you to. That's not true. You were supposed to get them and put them in the unit, sir. And this has nothing to do with Scott's problem. Yeah, That's my the problem. topic here. This is my problem. Scott's problem. problem. Not my. I don't have a problem. Scott has a house to display his items. And many of them are on display. But many of them fairness. are on display. Yes. Um, Where's your house to display your items? <laughs> in right. the same hemisphere. I'm waiting for you to get in one. <laughs> all right. We, we need to wrap this up. It's getting late. Um, Closing. Could you, could you tell that because Brittany gave you a dirty look when she just came in the room? No. No. Nothing time to go to bed. Um, <laughs> so why don't we. Bed? It's 830. Not for me. There's people on the West Coast who are under the age of five who might need to go to sleep soon. This is true. This is true. I can't um, believe you. You're just assuming kids things. are a real nuisance. Yeah, they can be. So let's let's wrap this up. Why don't we do the social medias? Be sure that you're following the show on all of them. The Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It is uh, Geeks of TNG and all those places. Uh, once we get the Instagrams all worked out, I'm going to make uh, Sandwich start running the TikTok. Uh, that'll, that'll be his punishment. Oh, for, for there whatever. you go. Uh, and then... Uh, be sure to call us on the GVM line. 201-730-2547. Or uh, support the show over on the Patreons. Like I said, for $10, you can uh, watch the show live on Instagram Lives and have all the fun along with us. For just a buck, you can uh, have access to the private Discord. $3 a month is the uh, early bird special. And $5 a month, you get the bonus rounds. Don't forget to check out this month's bonus round. It is a Halloween special that will be out this weekend. So please check that out. I think you're going to really like it if you're supporting the show at the $5 level. I wish we had the East Coast Scott in, involved in that one, though, because he he and I used to go there so frequently. He can listen and then call the GVM line. Ooh, 201-730-2547. And if you do find some more photos, those will be fun to share both on the Patreons and uh, out. I definitely, I have the physical copies of them. Uh, somewhere in the archive, but I really feel like I shot, like I, I don't know if I digitized them or scanned them in at some point, but I definitely have at least the one where when we looked at it after we got it developed, we were like, holy crap, that's an album cover, um, like for real album cover. So uh, uh, yeah, so anyway. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, all right, so let's do the social media. I see, I see Brittany is back in. Yes, so she's you must, getting ready to go somewhere. We got to wrap this because, up. You know, dirty look part two. Yeah, you're on the Instagram lives now. Love, just so you know. Um, oh, she did not sign a consent. She's saying I did not she consent seems, to be on the show. She seems really, really happy about I, that. I got to get her to sign that, the release. folks. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's do my social medias. I am at Pride Scott on uh, Instagrams and Twitters. Sandwich. You can find me on Instagram at Fat Dumbledore. F A T D O M B L E D O R E. And I am I'm Big Kev G S on uh, Xbox One and Fortnite, and I am BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. Pretty sure. Oh, I just remembered something I want to talk about. All right, remind me next week. We're going to talk about NECA. Okay. Or whatever it is we do a show again. Why are you saying, like, like we're not going to do another show next week? Next week is a travel week, sir. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Sandwich, we're going to do quick hits, you and me, next week. Okay. But not on Halloween. We're going to record on Tuesday, okay? Okay. On All Saints I think Day. I feel like Tuesday or Wednesday is when I'm leaving, but I don't remember which. All right. The, the, I think it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. To record the show when he in the same week that he travels. So even if he's leaving on Friday, we can't record a show on Monday. But that's okay. Uh, How Monday's a Halloween. Halloween is a holiday. We don't record on holidays. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. We record the day Remember after that the holiday. Christmas morning sandwich because if 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 I happen to be uh, in California for Christmas morning, your ass is getting up and doing the show. So there you go. <laughs> well, no, I like it now. No, listen. If if if. We've been oh, calling like the Fourth of July and other back holidays. Backpedal, backpedal, Why is back Halloween? Pedal. Is having a bank holiday? <laughs> it's right. a holiday. We don't record on holidays. Name a holiday we've recorded on. Arbor Day. We never recorded on Arbor Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day. We never recorded on Valentine's Day. That's a lie. Go find it. Go find it. I dare you. All right, do we have a title for and this episode? And with that, Is we it... will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 698, The Road to 700, part one, to a close, the way we end some shows by saying... Good night, Ted White. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Oh man, Trey, look up at the sky. It's a full moon. On the Sabbath. This is scary. Break it down. I was working late on my half Torah when I heard a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it up and to my surprise, there was a werewolf standing there with glowing gold eyes. He said, Tomorrow, my son, you will be a man. But tonight's the time to join the Wolfen clan. Tomorrow, you will stand at the beamer and pray. But tonight, let's gaze at the moon and bathe. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolf. Werewolf for mitzvah, spooky, scary, boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. All right, that was that was great, Trey. Okay, it's over. That's a wrap. Oh. The next day, what happened? The tumor didn't teach. Oh, I man. got up in front of everyone to get my little speech. Then my teeth turned into fangs and my nails into claws, and I nearly dropped the Torah when my hands turned into paws. I growled and I roared, and my rabbi did as well. It was a rocking werewolf zoo at. Beth Emanuel. Hey man, where'd you learn all these Jewish words? My manager, Harvey Lemmings. Werewolf vomits for spooky, scary. Boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't, I, I just don't think this, the idea of the song can sustain itself for that long. It doesn't, it seems a little sweaty now, so. This whole premise is sweaty. We had a 
reception at the Lachmont Country Club. They served a real nice brisket and an eight-foot party sub. I danced with my cousins. I got money from my folks. We had a lot of fun making circumcision jokes. Uh -uh. Then I remembered the premise of my song. I was at a nice reception, but the werewolf part was gone. So we pulled ourselves together, and we're wolfmen again. Just in time for monster fight to begin. No. All the country club employees were brain-sucking pack. We had all turned into zombies and were on the attack. No. So we fought them and some Draculas and Frankensteins too. Cause you gotta love our misfit even if you're not a There's no such thing as Frankensteins. Spooky, scary. No plural, Boys becoming men. Men becoming wolves. Werewolf are misfit. Cool. Hairy boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. I don't want this. I don't like this. This is scary. Turning into werewolves and stuff. You know? I don't know, Jay. I'm not feeling it. This ain't no dick in a box. Mazel tov. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just. Take a day.